Hello, welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Darlene Schacht. And I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And this is 5-Minute Marriage. comes from Jeremiah chapter 18 verses 3 and 4. Then I went down to the potter's house and behold he wrought a work on the wheels and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter so he made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Mm, You know when I was a teenager I went to a youth group and it was called the potter's house. Do you remember remember that? I remember that yeah. It was very popular at the time. It was like... Calvary Temple, I think. Yeah. Downtown. Yep. Yeah. It was the biggest um, youth group in all of Canada, I think. And, oh, it was just a wonderful place. Hmm. But at that time then is when I really became familiar with this verse and how we are clay in the hands of the potter because that verse had really stood out to me because that was like our theme verse for this youth group that we had, you know. But... With that said, that has absolutely nothing to yeah, do I was just going to say, with today's prayer. <laughs> where you go? Do we do this a lot? I think we do this a lot. Usually not so early on in the podcast. But, we wait a little while and then we go off And topic. then we go off the rails. Okay. Yeah. Let me read a little bit from the, the prayer so that we get back on track. Sure. Sometimes the trials that bring us the most pain are the very things you're using for good. And so, Lord, we ask for your strength Give us patience as we're learning to lean. May our greatest trials be the soil into which our blessings are planted. Teach us to trust in your wisdom and strength. Help us find peace in the eye of the storm. Before you work through us, you must work within us. I love that part. Before you work through us, you must work within us. And we see God doing that throughout scripture Mm -hmm. as he works within the lives of people. And then he uses them for his glory and honor, which is a beautiful thing. And then it says, and so we hand over our lives as clay in the hands of a potter. May we be molded and made, fashioned and formed, created and cast according to your almighty wisdom and power. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting choice. Interesting choice of of scripture on this one. So um, this one has a little bit of a negative connotation to it, which I thought was really interesting that you would pair that up with the uh, with the, with the prayer. It makes sense to mm, do it. But... I don't see the negative part at all. I'd love to hear more. Oh, okay. Um, I'm looking at uh, the second line. It says, "And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter." So. What we've got here is the potter is, of course, God. We are, he, he fashions us out of clay, right? So we're, we're out of clay. And so if um, he's unable to make the vessel that he wants to make, he's, he'll start again. But what happens is, is this kind of ties in with what the Bible talks about, the hardening of people. And it's all kind of tied in with the clay, that the longer you work the clay, the more it can get hardened and the, and you're not going to be able to make a vessel that's as beautiful um, 
in the end. And so it's it's all you know, like potters uh-huh. would, would really get this. They would look at this and instantly just go, oh, I yeah, get what that I've means. Yeah, because I've never really, like I said, I've known this verse since my teenage years and I hadn't really caught that before. That's really interesting. And then in Jerusalem, there was actually a an area that was full of broken shards of pots where the potters were just completely unable to use the clay and it dried out to a point where they weren't able to form it anymore. And so they would take it and just discard it into this area and it would just be full of broken shards of pottery. And so that is actually, this is a a warning to people that we should be conformed to the image of Christ because that's what God is trying to make us. And the longer that it takes for him to do this, the more that we fight him, um, that's, it's, this is kind of a warning that, that Mm -hmm. is, that is kind of, you know, thrown out to us here. And that's how we should take this is we need to, the Bible says now is the appointed time. Now is the day of salvation. We should not be pushing this off for a different time. We should be embracing scripture and, um, and, and looking at, um, and, and looking at scripture, looking at growing and, and having our faith built by Mm -hmm. his word. So that's, that's kind of what this, what this means. Um, You've got your finger Yeah, <laughs> because I want to point something out. Just sure. an hour ago, we talked about this, where now you're saying that now is the appointed time. Yeah. Now is the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. But uh, like an hour ago, you said, wait a minute, is that going to make people misunderstand? When right. I was writing a post about the salvation needs to begin now, because right now is when we have a relationship with God. Right, because the, the context, like what you were writing about was a little bit different. And I just said, do you think that's going to cause any confusion? And right away you said, no, it won't. I said, okay, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, it's interesting that that kind of came up again, though. Yeah, that, you know, that's now right. is the day. And, and what my post is saying, you know, is don't put off for tomorrow what you should be doing today. And the reason is that oh, God, God wants to bless us here and now. He's yeah. not just waiting for us to come to salvation someday but it's important for us even while we're here now mm-hmm. that we have that relationship with god that mm-hmm. we are allowing him to form us that we are living in joy and peace no question i used to drive the pastor at our church crazy when i was a kid because i kept asking him the same question and i said well why do i have to live for god now why can't i just live the way i want and when i when i turn 65 then i'll start living for god and he goes no, no, it doesn't work that way. And he, and he couldn't really verbalize why it doesn't work that way. So that's why mm, I, he should have come to scattered seats he and have. read my scattered seats. <laughs> so, Maybe he will. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, and, and like I say, to apply this to marriage, um, it's when we are both being formed into the, the person that God wants us to be is when we are going to be formed into a couple that glorifies God and a couple that is um, living according to God's will, and that in itself brings peace and joy to your life. Amen. Just that, that unity together and that unity with God in His will. Amen.